to the Wild Feather Podcast. I'm Brooke Dunwell, serial entrepreneur, sponge for life, and lover of people. Join me as we uncover the stories of courageous female entrepreneurs, founders, and investors pushing beyond limitless boundaries. Let's explore their creative journeys and pursuits to greatness. We are so excited to have Elaine Morrison on as a guest today. Elaine Morrison has worked in the wellness industry as a Pilates instructor for the past 15 years. Eight years ago, she developed Hashimoto's and psoriasis, which took her on a health journey of finding answers. She was able to reverse her symptoms of fatigue weight gain, hair loss, and drive skin by radically changing her diet and taking collagen. With an unshakable belief in her profound discoveries, in 2015, she launched a collagen water company, having no previous experience in the beverage industry, which was an epic learning curve, finding herself beyond words. She's persevered, and in 2019, she launched Elaine wellness, creating and selling powdered collagen. Thanks, Elaine, for joining us on the podcast today. We so appreciate you taking time out to uh, share your story and your journey. Thank you, Brooke. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm honored to be here with you. Yay. We're excited. So I just want to jump right in and learn how you got started as an entrepreneur or founder and what led you to that? Because you owned a few Pilates um, studios and stuff. So you've kind of been a serial entrepreneur, would you say? I, I have been a serial entrepreneur sort of before it was cool to be an entrepreneur. Um, when I when I came out of college, I went into the garment industry. I was uh, I worked for someone, but I was an outside sales rep, so I was a hundred percent commission. Um, then I went into teaching Pilates, so you have to be very self starting to do that. Um, I never owned my own studio, but I did uh, work for a private club here in Los Angeles, where I managed two Pilates studios for them, and I also was teaching. So. I'm used to being a self-starter. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So how did you stumble into Elaine's wellness? Um, You know, what really propelled me into this was my own health journey. Um, In 2013, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And then on the heels of that, I developed psoriasis from my scalp to my ankles And so it took me on this whole journey of trying to um, get to the root cause of my symptoms. And I I did the the doctor route and got a lot of like doom and gloom and you can't reverse this and you're just going to have to take a lot of medications and it's probably going to get worse. Um, And I just refused to accept that. So I went in search of answers on my own. Um, I started to change my diet. I had been vegan and started to slowly adopt an autoimmune paleo diet. Part of my symptoms, one of them was I was losing my hair. It was falling out and breaking, which was really traumatic for me. I've always had a lot of hair. And so I really wanted something that would help my hair and also my skin because of the psoriasis, but also my skin was really dry from the thyroid autoimmune disorder. So I read about collagen 
And I was like, well, I got nothing to lose. So I just started adding it to my diet. And then like six months later, my hairstylist was like, something's different. Like you have this baby hair growth coming in. Like, did you do something different? And I said, yeah, I tried collagen. And she's like, well, whatever you're doing, it's working. So I stuck with it. Then I got this idea to create a collagen water. I had no previous experience in the beverage industry. I very naively went into beverage. Um, it was the highest highs and the lowest lows. Um, and ultimately, I, I decided to get out of beverage after a competitor of Vital Proteins um, basically stole my concept and went to market with it. So now Elaine Wellness is powdered collagen, much easier to ship than beverage. And um, that's where we are today. Yeah. So that's a lot to unpack there because you made that sound very simplistic. But <laughs> reality is, is that I think that a lot of people struggle, at least I hear it often, of people not wanting to share enough of their idea and not share too much, but you already had the product, right? Mm -hmm. And it was already built and created it out into the world, right? Mm -hmm. So that had to be devastating, first of all. And mm -hmm. how in the world do you deal with that? And, and how did that transpire? Like, how, how does that happen? Yeah. Well, it, it happens so more. Sorry. Yeah. It happens more often than you think. Um, I launched in August of 2017. Um, I'm based in Los Angeles. I was in about 30 local grocery stores in Los Angeles. I was on Amazon. I was on a website called Thrive Market. Mm. And, you know, it was a one woman show and totally learning as I went. And so I was really excited because. I had gotten written up in BevNet Live, which is like the beverage industry um, group. It's a small group. So I had, I should back up. I had pitched to BevNet Live before I even had a finished product. I pitched the concept. The beverage industry is largely male. And I got a lot of like, oh, that's a stupid idea. Oh, it, no one's going to want that. What, what is collagen? This was 2016, 2017. People didn't really know what collagen was. I got it out on the market. Then BevNet Live wrote me up in, in one of their trade articles. And here comes an article into my inbox. I had no idea I was going to be written up. And it was me and Vital Proteins and Bulletproof. And I was like, oh my God, I'm being mentioned with these two other bigger brands. Like, how cool is this? This is like really amazing. And literally the next day, the founder of Vital Proteins ordered the product off of my website. And I knew immediately what was going to happen because he had gotten a big investment, a $19 million investment in his company. And so I kind of was like bracing for the worst. And then a few weeks later, a flavor house, which flavor houses formulate beverages and other things, they also ordered my product. And I was like, okay, this is pretty much confirmation of what is coming. Um, 
you know, in 2018, I went to Expo West. I did the trade show. I got a ton of attention because now 2018, collagen is much more on the map. People are more aware of it. Wow, this is a unique concept. And then by the following year, I had decided to stop producing it. And I had to go to Expo West in 2019. And there was this massive booth of like, look what we created, collagen water. So it happens a lot. Um, But I tried to look at it as kind of a blessing because I really didn't know if I wanted to stay in the beverage industry for a multitude of reasons. Well, what are your thoughts on competitiveness in the in the marketplace? Like, do you think if you would have stuck with it that you would have stood a chance or do you think they just took over the market? Because healthy competition is good, right? Healthy competition is good. Yeah. You know, the beverage industry, you have to constantly be raising a lot of money. It mm. takes a tremendous amount of money. Um, I was naive to that. Um, they had much more of an established name and they had much deeper pockets. So if I had really wanted to maybe be scrappy and be resourceful and really try hard, I suppose I could. I also had run into an issue where I learned that I couldn't trademark the name that I had launched with. So that was another huge hurdle that I was dealing with. Um, What was the name? The name was Eviva. And I had been given not great advice by two um, trademark attorneys. We're going to dive into the attorney story here in a bit. (laughs) So you can Uh, see there's a lot of different, there's a lot of threads here to this story. Right. Right. Yeah. I usually ask entrepreneurs, I usually ask my female founders if they have any obstacles that they've faced and and how they overcome them. But we're getting them right out of the chute. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to ask you. Uh, Which is good, though, because I think one of the best ways to learn is going through hurdles and challenges. Mm -hmm. And now you know, right? But it's certainly not fun. No, in the moment, it's certainly not fun. But I think you also have to really listen to your intuition and what does your gut say. And that's one of my biggest um, learning lessons in this whole process is, you know, women's intuition is a superpower and we need to tap into it more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was named Aviva, and then yeah. you couldn't trademark that. Yeah. So someone took your idea, and then you could keep the name right. or trademark it. So you'd either have to change the name completely and mm-hmm. do the whole rebrand thing, which is, mm-hmm. that's a big feat. Mm-hmm. Or take what you've got and move along with another product. Mm-hmm. Did you have the yeah. packs then or was it? No, I, I, the... yeah, I didn't have the packs then. I just had the beverage. It was under the name Eviva. It was in three different flavors. Um, you know, to be truthful, it needed some formulation work. It's, it's hard to suspend a protein in water. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, you know, the flavor was a bit of an issue. So I really needed to go back and reformulate, which I actually did do the reformulation work. Um, and then it was after that and dealing with the naming issue where I just felt like, I don't know if my heart's in this anymore. And I don't know if I want to run out and raise millions of dollars and keep going. I don't know if I, if that's really what I want to do. Right. Now, were you still, um, facing health issues while you were starting this business and running into all of these things? Um, you know, my, my health has been sort of up and down over the last, um, it's been almost eight years now. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I've definitely had some, some ups and downs with it. Um, so yeah, I would say being an entrepreneur when you have autoimmune disorders can present some challenges for, for right. your health, right. for sure. Because usually stress is a big yeah. instigator, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So then after you realized all of these components, how did you reset? Because you've got a great product now and you reset, but mm-hmm. there had to be some thought-provoking intuition, meditation (laughs) moments going on, (laughs) I would think, after all of that. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I had to figure out, you know, so I still had inventory, and Mm -hmm. I had to figure out, you know, what am I going to do with the inventory? Um, So that was a bit of a challenge to when I just, when I finally made the decision of, like, I'm not going to continue. And I did seek out the opinion of, you know, I have a friend who's an executive in the beverage industry and he's my go-to, my sounding board. Um, And we kind of went back and forth. He helped me make the decision to sell off the inventory and start over, start with the powdered collagen. Um, You know, and I also felt like the feedback I had gotten from consumers was, I didn't know if collagen water was something somebody would drink every day. I, I didn't know if this really was a concept that would take off very well. Mm-hmm. I think that was my other struggle kind of based on consumer feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about how many beverages do people drink in a day, you know, and right. how much repeat business, all of those different factors. So coming to that decision once I made it, then it was like, let's sell off the balance of the inventory and let's move on. And you kind of have to make the decision, live with it and look forward and not keep looking backwards. And so that's, that's really what I did at the end of 2018. I found a a liquidator, I sold it off and it actually took talking to another woman who said, cause I had so much failure in my mind. And she was like, but you haven't failed. You, you got a product in a bottle out into the marketplace. And you're a woman who knew literally zero about the beverage industry. You didn't fail. And she's like, you still have money in the bank. So what, what is, tell me what the failure is. No, you learned a lot. You tried, you put yourself out there and learn your lessons and move forward. And that was like really eye-opening to me because I'm somebody who wants to beat myself up for 
right. not being perfect. I think that's great insight that she gave you. And I think it's true. And it also sets the foundation for your next pivot, right? Like mm -hmm. you learned a ton. We would, if you hadn't embarked on that journey, your life would have taken a completely different spin. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't hurt to try. And right. I mean, getting it written up in the same email as Bulletproof and Vital Proteins is fantastic. Like, that's cool. It's very cool. And and I also didn't message, mention like the highest highs and the lowest lows of entrepreneurship. So I also got an email from Shark Tank. Oh, my gosh. Because they had found me on Instagram. And so they wanted me to pitch. And so I went through the whole like preliminary pitching process with them um, because they were like, you, you created a category. This category didn't exist. Um, so ultimately, I didn't end up on the show pitching. But, um, you know, I try to chalk these things up to like good experience. You know, I had to do a pitch video that was eight minutes off the cuff. That's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. What a yeah. great experience. Great experience. So I've really tried to just embrace all of these types of things that come along. It's like, this is an opportunity. Put it out there and don't be attached to the outcome. Right. If you don't end up on the TV show, that's okay. You learned something. You met somebody new. Take mm -hmm. that and keep moving forward. Right. Mm -hmm. So how would you protect your product. Do you have any advice from what you've learned? How does someone protect the product? I mean, I'm not a trademark attorney or a patent attorney. The little bit that I know is, you know, something like a beverage or a cookie or, you know, any food product that you make, you can't patent a recipe from what I understand. You can patent a process. Mm. So, that's something to talk to an attorney about, but um, I'm sure in this litigious world that we live in, I could have gotten an attorney and tried to do something, um, but I think you kind of have to just, like, the product's already going out there. They're copying it. Right. I don't know how much legal recourse you have against them. And I certainly don't have the money to go sue people. <laughs> Fight a bigger company. Exactly. Who's now yeah. owned by Nestle. Right. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about those attorneys. Um, oh, yes. You had quite the interesting journey with attorneys. Yes, and These I were have. trademark attorneys, but give us a little snippet and then... Because I think a lot of startups or a lot of um, founders need to get attorneys, but they may not know what to look for. They may not know. First, they got to find someone that specializes in their area. But then how do you know mm -hmm. you have a good one? Um, so my best suggestion would be referrals. Okay. Find an entrepreneur in the area that you're in. For example... I have, I did a friends and family raise with the beverage. So I have investors. So you definitely, word to the wise, if you're going to take investors on, do it correctly. 
don't do it on the back of an envelope or it's your uncle Fred and you know, you're going to do a handshake agreement. Don't do that. Invest the money in an attorney. So I met, um, the found one of the founders of health aid kombucha in the bathroom of BevNet live. And I introduced myself to her and I, she's like, can I help you in any way? And I said, yeah, I need a securities attorney. And she was like, Oh, I have the perfect guy for you. And he's been phenomenal. He's used to working with entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur, find somebody who's used to us. Um, that would be my number one suggestion. And then pay attention. Does he return your? Does he or she return your phone call in a timely fashion? Do they return your email in a timely fashion? Are they interested in your business and seeing you be successful, or are they just interested in billable hours? Just get a feel for the person. So he's been great all the way through, very supportive. Um, you know, these two trademark attorneys, kind of a disaster. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I think some of that is just part of the journey and you just have to like chalk it up. I would say in any person that you bring on, the minute you see that they're not doing a good job or they're dropping the ball, one, I would call them out on it immediately. And if they can't change course and correct, then I would cut them immediately. Yeah. That's my, I, my biggest lesson. Yeah. I feel like we just do what attorneys do we follow their lead because we think they're the experts. Yeah. Especially in law cuz we don't I mean I don't know the law, right? And so right. we just follow their lead and I'm sure a lot of people do, but it doesn't always I think if you're questioning something or there's always more than one way to do it, I think it doesn't hurt to push back. I would agree. I would agree. You know, it's been interesting because I also hired he a CPA to do um, bookkeeping for me. He did the absolute worst job. And again, I should have cut him very early on because it was clear that he, his bookkeeper just was not doing a good job. Um, mm -hmm. my, my greatest resources have been coming from I have really spent the last few years building up my network of other women entrepreneurs because women are, here's the beauty of women. We're wired for community and collaboration. So if you get a group of women in a room and you go around the circle and you say, how can I help each one of you? You will have questions solved and answered quickly, right? Yes, right. So yeah, I have this phenomenal bookkeeper. I, she lives in Florida, I live in LA. She's on it, she responds to my emails. I pay her a fraction of what I was paying that CPA and she is terrific and she's very supportive and encouraging because I hate numbers. I hate books. And I'm always saying, I'm so sorry. I don't know how, how do I do this? I'm not sure about that. Just, don't worry. I'll take care of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So go to your, build your tribe out. If you're an entrepreneur in the sector that you're in and start to, tap into other people's resources. Yeah. I think one of the um, 
things I've learned is that you just have to ask. Yes. Like, you have to ask. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are just afraid to ask and just, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have found great resources through other women that I know. So definitely. And I think a lot of women hesitate to ask. Because mm-hmm. they, I don't know why. Why do you think that is? Uh, I, I don't know. I have a mom that never asked for help and always overdid and took care of everyone and everything. So I think I didn't grow up watching a woman ask for help. So <laughs> maybe that's part of it. So what's next for um, your company? What's next for Elaine's Wellness? I know that you you have the collagen packs, which, you know, earlier when you were saying that about the beverage, how many beverages do you drink in one day? Mm-hmm. I can see that the packet would be much more repeatable business than buying a bunch of beverages, right? Right. Right. The the stick packs give you flexibility because mm-hmm. collagen, the collagen I source is high quality. It doesn't have taste. It dissolves really easily. So it's your choice. Put it in coffee, put it in tea, a smoothie, oatmeal, yogurt. Um, there's a lot more options to mm-hmm. it. Um, certainly it's much easier to ship. I didn't realize when I was getting in the beverage business, I was also getting in the trucking business. I got a whole education in trucking. <laughs> warehousing. I mean, there's a lot that goes on. Oh, to <laughs> My God, warehousing about did my head in. Yeah. I just am mesmerized by you ladies that create these businesses and you know nothing about at the beginning and like there are so many layers to physical products that we'll have to deal with. Oh yeah. There's just, I now, when I go in the grocery store, I have a whole new appreciation for anything that's in a package. Yeah. If it's almond milk, if it's hummus, all these specialty ice creams you see out on the market, all these products, I, it takes, it takes a lot of work, money, and time to get a product in a package. Yeah. Yeah. And distributed to the right locations, right? Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, we won't even get into the whole grocery game. Like, that's a whole other. I've heard a little bit about that. That's a fierce competition. It is, especially in beverage, because you're going to pay for slotting. So you have to just pay to even show up and be on the shelf. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the average American doesn't understand the competition that goes into a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, you have to fight to stay on shelf. I mean, I used to I used to do in-store demos. Do you know how cold grocery stores are? You don't realize as a shopper, but when you stand there for three hours and you do these in-store demos and I mean, you have to... I used to drive around to all the different grocery stores I was in and like make sure my product was on the shelf and I'd like flirt with all the cute stock boys and try to like, you know, keep my product front and center. And <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So what's next? What do you have? Do you have any new products coming out? 
I, I am currently working on a multi-serve pouch. So um, that's for my people who aren't on the go every day, who want um, a little bit cheaper alternative. If you obviously, if you buy in quantity, it's cheaper. So it's a stand-up pouch like granola would come in. Mm-hmm. So um, it's easier for me to ship. It'll have 30 servings and it's going to be obviously a stand-up pouch is better price point than the sticks. Sticks are very expensive to produce. Right. Cause they're so, individually packaged. Yes. Yeah. Due to COVID, like it's so hard to pull this all together now because the world completely like turned off mm-hmm. and now like everybody's trying to get everything turned back on again. So all industries are experiencing this, trying to just get the raw materials pulled together is uh it's interesting right now you're exactly right i mean it's that's going on in every single industry even like computers and uh, it's crazy i just talked to a client today who they're so far back backed up with this Mm -hmm. little bitty chip that goes into their products they have to lay people off because they can't ship their stuff it's crazy Oh, it's, it's crazy. Amazon is having terrible logistics right now. Um, so just everywhere, there's just kinks in the system. Yeah. So now where do you have your products at? Um, so on my own website, which is elainewellness.com. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also on Amazon as well. Um, having some supply chain issues there. So um but yes, you can find us there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever you were building out, or I guess prior to um, starting Elaine's Wellness, and then when you were building that out, do you contribute like burning the candle at both ends or stress causing some of your health breakdowns? Or I guess I want to get to how important it is to take care of yourself when you're running yourself ragged and you're stressed and you're doing all this crazy stuff, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't take care of themselves and then they end up sick when they could just prevent it. So what did you learn during your health journey that could help or impact others? Sure. So I got diagnosed when I was Um, I was still teaching Pilates, but I was managing the two studios, teaching everywhere. I was working six days a week. So I think that contributed to it. I also was vegan and I don't, I'm not coming for the vegans at all. I, I was missing a lot of nutrients. So, and I was also 44 years old. So I think it was kind of a perfect storm. Um, I also think I, I had gotten divorced. I had had a miscarriage while I was married. I had gone through just a lot of emotional upheaval um, when I was like 39, 40, 41. And I just kind of like stuffed it down and kept going. And I think when you do that and you don't address it, it's just going to fester. So I think it's just all those many things that I just said came together to create this this perfect storm. And so what happened was I 
I gained 10 pounds in three months when my diet and exercise hadn't changed. I was exhausted. My hair was falling out and breaking, all these symptoms. Um, so that's when I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and psoriasis. And so I tried to keep work, working and teaching Pilates and managing the studios. And I finally, by the end of that year, 2013, I just said, I, I can't physically keep doing this. I can't. So I had the ability to really curtail my Pilates teaching. Um, and I really spent about six or eight months just focusing on my health. And so now my non-negotiables are eating healthy food. I eat real food. It's not complicated. I just eat real food. I mostly cook for myself. Um, sleep is super important to me. So I have to get enough sleep. Um, drinking enough water. I really don't drink alcohol um, just because I feel better when I don't. Um, and exercise. I love to exercise. So I think movement, exercise of any type is super important. So, and I've also been doing a lot more mindset work and kind of working on just some past traumas and, and issues and trying to deal with that because I really see how that affects your overall health. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So what advice would you give anyone that's starting out on this journey or just in general from your journey thus far? Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I, I encourage you to do it. Just, you know, be really clear about one, what is your why? I think that's super important. And if your why is just because you want to make money, <laughs> I caution you. Right. <laughs> because I still don't pay myself. Um, you've got to have a reason that you're getting up every day and you're putting up with all the headaches and all the stuff that you don't see on Instagram because mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is not glamorous. Um, and are you a self-motivated person, you know, or do you need structure? Yeah. Um, are you resourceful? I think part of being an entrepreneur is being scrappy. I mean, yeah, you can go out and raise millions and millions of dollars if that's the path you want to be on. But I do think there's something to be said for being resourceful and being scrappy and figuring it out. So I think most of all, really know thyself. Like at your core, are you wired for this or not? Because mm -hmm. it's it's not for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly if you have an idea or a passion that you want to put out into the world, I say there's never a better time. Right. Right. People always ask me, well, how did you figure this out? How did you figure that out? I'm like, oh, I've, I've got an MBA from Google University. Like, <laughs> right. You just start researching. <laughs> right. I mean, I told somebody the other day, I'm like, I went to college and the internet didn't exist. Like, yeah. Right. Think how, like, think of what I could have done in college if the internet had existed. Like, 
I know these kids don't even know what encyclopedias are. I'm like, oh. I know. I know. I mean, now you can like go on LinkedIn. You can message people. You can slide into people's DMs on Instagram. You can. You have so much access to people now that we never had before. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's there if you want it, but know thyself. Do you? How bad do you want it? Right. Right. Yeah. So what keeps you motivated? What is your motivation? So my motivation is. I I really wanted to change the narrative around beauty and aging. Mm. You know, I'm 52 years old now, and there's such a stigma in our culture for women when it comes to aging. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's a way to feed your beauty from within. And I want to really create a community where we change the narrative and we change the conversation. And I... I'm seeing the tide turning in the last, I don't know, year or two. I don't know if you've noticed it, Brooke, but there's a whole new conversation that Gen X is having where it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to just put on a house coat and be old. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of life to live. And I think as women, certainly in our forties and fifties is when you really start coming into your own. Oh, for sure. You know, so I'm like, let's, let's age well. I mean, it's so true. You do start coming into your own in your forties, I think, mm-hmm. and fifties. And that's when you start accepting and loving yourself and embracing life. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I like all the insecurities start to fade away. You stop caring what other people think as much. Um, and I see that there's a lot of women, 40s and 50s, that are completely embarking on new careers or becoming entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's it's not too late. Right. It's really not. And I think there's such a narrative and a bias out there that like, oh, once you hit menopause, like, that's it. Life's over. Just go get, you know, elastic waist pants and... <laughs> It's funny. You know, just like you're done, you're over, right? And and I think that's no longer the truth at all. Right. I yeah. feel like it's like the beginning of a new life or something. It's like a new um outlook on life or I don't know. I people tend to Now that you say that and I'm thinking about it and noticing yeah, there's a new air about them, about the ones that truly accept, like right. embrace right. the forties. Yeah, I think I think as women, you can kind of go down either path. You can say like, "Oh, I'm old, and that's it, and you know, there's no more life left," or you know, I've had Pilates clients who I had one client at the age of forty went to medical school. You that's know, awesome. yeah. I've had another client who raised four kids and then in her 50s went and got a master's and then loved learning so much that she went and got a PhD. I met her when she was in her late 60s finishing up a PhD. Now she's starting a blog. That's awesome. I love it. Right. So I think you decide like what you want to do in the world and anything's possible. You know, people... Since I teach Pilates, I get women who are like, oh, I guess my that's it for my body. It's just not going to look good. It's not going to feel good. Like, go on Instagram and look up Train with Joan. 
at 70, she was obese. She was on all these pills and she just decided, no, changed her attitude. She's 75 now. She is like super fit. Does it take a lot of work? Yeah. But don't let people tell you, you can't be fit. You can't start a new career. You can't go back to school. Women can right. do whatever they set their mind to. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, so how can we help you succeed? What can we do to help you? Oh my goodness. Well, if you love collagen, um, <laughs> you can, you can purchase collagen from me. Um, that is, that is the biggest thing you can share with your friends, your family. When do you think you should start taking collagen? Well, so collagen is a protein we all have with it within us, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like the glue that holds everything together. So once you hit your mid twenties, you start producing less collagen. We also no longer eat a collagen rich diet. So I would say, you know, start adding it into your diet in your 20s. Mm. So whether that's drinking bone broth, where you get collagen from, or if you don't like bone broth, then take collagen as a supplement. Um, but it's great for hair, skin, nails, joints, bones. Yeah. And how much should you have a day? Like how big are your packs? My packs are 10 grams. Okay. So... You know, it's a supplement, so there's not like a mandated size Amount. of what you yeah. should take. But from what I've found, 10 grams. Does the trick daily. Yeah. I didn't know about collagen until I was in my 40s. I'll be honest. I, I, I mean, so I've known people whose grandmothers used to take, do you remember Knox gelatin, the little yeah. packs? Yeah. So I had friends who their grandma would take the Knox gelatin pack and like mix it in orange juice and drink it like for their nails. Uh -huh. um, gelatin obviously gels, that becomes jello. Right. Um, but I never knew of anybody taking collagen until I read about it in 2013 when I got diagnosed. Hmm. But before that, I had, I had never heard of it, but... Yeah. It's, it's really helped my hair a lot. That's awesome. How long did it take? Did you say six months before your hair started growing out? Before my hairdresser noticed. So your hair grows about a half an inch a month. Okay. So just bear that in mind when you start taking, you know, if you decide to take collagen, I know we live in the world of instantaneous results, mm -hmm. but yeah, hair, hair grows slowly. Um, and also I heard something interesting the other day, your body does not need hair to survive. So if you are noticing issues with your hair, it means that your body is decided not to send the resources there because there's something else going on where it needs the resources, hmm. meaning there's other inflammation or issues in your body. So in addition to supplementing with collagen, you also want to make sure you're eating enough protein in general, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting yeah. the nutrients you need so that your hair can look fabulous. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I so appreciate you coming on and 
sharing your story and, and giving us all the great advice. And even though some of the story, it may have not seemed pleasant at the time, it's still valuable, I think, mm -hmm. and a definite learning opportunity. And mm -hmm. I think you're a true inspiration and oh, I'm excited. I know I have a sneaky suspicion there's more in your future that you've got, you will have coming out, but I, I'm excited to see and watch. Oh, uh, well, thank, you. Yeah. thank you. And Brooke. for everyone that's listening, go get some collagen. You can get it on Amazon or on our website and it's perfect. You don't have to think about it and you can travel with the little packs. We'll keep yes. an eye out for the the bigger packs, the multi the multi service packs. coming. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we so appreciate your time and thanks for coming. Bye. Thank you for Talking. the effort. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, Brooke. It's been lovely to connect with you. Yeah. Likewise. All right. Well, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brooke. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Wild Feather. Be authentic, be limitless, and love yourself. Mm -hmm.